welcome to this talk from Emmaus Road, a church with congregations in Guildford and Woking in the UK. To find out more about who we are and what we're up to, please visit us online at EmmausRoad.com. So why don't you uh, join me in welcoming Bill as he comes to speak to us this morning. Uh, Bill uh, is an amazing man of God, but um, also just communicates such powerful truths in really simple ways. So I'm just going to pray for you, Bill, if that's all right. Lord, I thank you so much for Bill. I thank you for the way that he knows you so intimately. And Lord, I pray that we would grasp this morning your heart for us. As he speaks to us, would you speak to our ears and our minds that we might be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Mike. Um, good morning. How are you? Well, someone's good. Are the rest of you good? Great. Um, just on the theme of back to school, um, if you're a teacher here, just hands up if you're a teacher here. Don't be, don't be shy. Thank you for what you're doing. We are so grateful to you. for what you do, for spending your lives on young people. It's one of the great privileges. Most of you know that I was a teacher for uh, a number of years, and I taught in different secondary schools in uh, and around London. And one of my inspirations for becoming a teacher was the film Dead Poet Society. Now, I recognise that if you are under 30, you have no idea what I'm talking about at all. It's a great film. It stars Robin Williams. Uh, Definitely watch it on Netflix or Amazon Prime or iTunes or whatever it is, whatever your favorite conduit for films is, but do watch it. It's a brilliant film. And what I loved about it was the central character, as those of you who have seen it will know, is played by Robin Williams, and he plays a teacher called Mr. Keating, who, uh, and they're at this private um, um, boarding school in, uh, in uh, New England, and he used to be a, uh, a student there, and he's come back as a teacher, and he's this kind of inspirational character. And when some of his students look him up in the old yearbook, they see that um, he was a part of this group called the Dead Poet Society. And so they start to ask him a little bit about what the Dead Poet Society was. And he said, well, we, we live to suck the marrow out of life. And he, he kind of does these crazy things with them. And, and um, one of the things that um, he, he particularly liked, he liked a poet called Walt Whitman. And he often quotes in the film uh, this poem called, Oh, Captain, My Captain, which is about uh, the death of Abraham Lincoln. And when they call him Mr. Keating, he says, no. Call me, oh, captain, my captain. So uh, I don't want to spoil the film for you, but there's a very moving part right at the end of the film where he's leaving and suddenly these kids start stepping on tables and going, oh, captain, my captain. So when I was a teacher, I was ready for that moment when in the middle of my lesson, the the kids would step on the table and go, oh, captain, my captain. Um, Someone did stand on my table on a table once, but it was not for that reason. And that's a story for another time. But one of the things that I loved about the film is there's this, whole, um, there's this whole message of making the most of today, um, carpe diem. 
And there's an amazing biblical precedent for this, actually, seizing the day, taking hold of the day, making the most of the day. Let me read Psalm 118, verse 24 to you. The psalmist says this, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad today. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad today. Now, I don't know about you, but my life about now starts to get crazy busy until about July when my kids break up. And my, my morning starts early. Uh, I get my first son out of bed, and then I get my other two sons out of bed, and Nikki gets up at some point and helps. And uh, <laughs> she, she, She's not here to defend herself, but I am always the first one up in our household. Um, that's not what she said. It's definitely true. And, um, and, um, and then, you know, Zach, we kind of ram food down him and sort of get him in the car and take him to the bus and he gets on the school bus and then get home and the other two are sort of because they're teenagers Um, uh, Um, so they then we then sort of throw them in the car and sort of drive at the legal speed limit obviously to school throw them out the car and sort of oh thank goodness and then the day starts and and It doesn't just happen one day. It happens day after day after day after day after day after day. And before you know it, a whole year has gone by. A whole year has gone by. And we can miss the days. We can miss the moments in the days because it's just this treadmill. I don't know what your work is like, but it can be the same if you're working. It's just relentless. It just doesn't stop. So how do we make the most of today? One of my favorite philosophers is a guy called Billy Joel. And um, he wrote this. He said, well, he sung this, actually. And the good news is I'm not going to sing it to you. But he said, this is the time to remember because it will not last forever. These are the days to hold on to because we can't, although we'll want to. This is the time. This is the day. We want to hold on to it, but we can't because it's gone. Um, my kids, I, I, I remember when they were small, I wanted to bottle up and I never wanted them to grow up because it was just so, but I couldn't wait for them to grow up at the same time. And then it's, and then they are, well, you know, Luke's 15 now and they just, time just flies by. So how do we make the most of today? How do we make sure we don't miss today everything that God has for us Today, I've got four things that I think will help us to rejoice in the day that the Lord has made. So first of all, be still. Be still, uh, it says in Psalm 46 verse 10, and know that I am God. Be still. Be still. I don't know about you. I find being still really hard. I'm working quite hard right now, only because I've been taught, like, stand still, stand still, Bill, stand still, don't rock, don't rock, let the energy go out. Um, But be still, be still. And it's amazing how, like, once the day starts, you know, the next time you stop, the next time you're still is when you're in bed and the whole thing starts all over again. Be still. And now, 
the good news is it doesn't mean literally physically being still, which I don't know about you, but which is a huge relief to me. But it's about how we position and how we posture our hearts and how we find space to be still and know that he is God. Be still and work through the day with him. Get ready for the day so that when we do hit the, gra- hit the, gr- hit the ground with our feet running, that we're ready, that we've, you know, we, we are offering people our best selves. So be still. It's interesting, Mark 1.35, Jesus did this. He said, early the next morning, while it was still dark, Jesus woke and left the house. He went to a lonely place where he prayed. Now, we've talked about the fact that depending on your, uh, you know, what stage of life you're at, what's happening, uh, depending on the age. If you have small children, uh, very early in the morning is very, very early in the morning, and your children are waking up at about the time you're starting to fall asleep. So I totally get that. But find a time in the day. It doesn't have to be in the morning, but find a time when you can be, when you can stop, where you can um, hide yourself away, where you can pause, where you can be with Jesus. Make that a priority because it's when we make that a priority that actually everything else starts to fall into place. We approach the day differently when we posture our hearts right. It might be lunchtime. It may be, if you're a parent, you've got small children. It might be five minutes at particular times. But but make it a ritual. Make it a ritual. I have a ritual. Once I've dropped the kids at school and go, I go and I park the car somewhere and I go, I walk every, well, most mornings, not every morning, but I walk, walk most mornings. And I just use that time, I, I listen to the Bible, uh, I listen to some worship, and I just think about the things that are happening that day or the things that are happening in my friends' lives or that I'm having in my children's lives. And I just begin to talk to Jesus about those things. And for me, I, I, I think better moving. So for me, I, I go for a walk, and I've talked about my walks, and my friends tease me about all the pictures I put on Instagram about, about my walk. But, but I, that is my ritual, and I sometimes stop and have a cup of tea and halfway around. But I have a ritual, and build a ritual into your life, a time where you can stop and where you can be still, where you can be you, where you can be before God, where you can just begin to work things through with him. Secondly, be thankful. Be thankful. Now, it's interesting if you think back to the psalm that we, we heard at the beginning, that verse. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Another translation of that is, I will be glad and rejoice in it. Now, the point is, that's not a feeling. That's a decision. Being thankful is a decision that we make. It's stopping and remembering what God's done for you, what God's done in you, what God has done through you, what God is doing in your friends' lives, in your work, in your, all those things. It's remembering that, as James says in the beginning of his epistle, James 1.17, that every good and perfect gift comes from above. So if there's anything good in your life, ultimately, the source of that is Jesus, is God, is the Father. And I, I, I don't know about you, I might just be speaking about myself, but I'm really good at going when there's a crisis. Like, help, help, <laughs> it's quite, help. It's quite a lot of help sometimes. 
I'm not always so good at going and saying thank you. And, you know, what I'm learning, and I love what Pete, put, Pete tells a story in uh, his book, Dirty Glory, but um, he's walking down the road and God says, look at the tree. And he's like, yes, and you know, it's not on fire and it's just a tree. And he says, it's just a nice tree. Thank you, God, for the tree. Thank you, God, that I'm breathing. Thank you that I'm healthy, if you're healthy. Thank you that I've got a, doctors who are looking after me, if you're not healthy. Thank you for the fact that it's sunny today. Thank you that it's raining. Someone needs rain somewhere, so thank you for that. Thank you that I'm soaked. I, I went for this walk this one time, and literally the heavens opened. I was wet. I mean, I was literally soaked to the skin. And I was like, thank you, God, that I can be soaked to the skin. It's just an amazing feeling, you know, for a little while. But it was, thank you. What are the things that you can be thankful for? Thank you for the song that I'm listening to in the car. Thank you that I can drive to work in a car. Thank you that I can get the bus. Thank you that I can walk. Thank you for my family. Thank you for the, the school that my kids go to. Thank you for the amazing teachers. Thank you for my health, as I said. Thank you for the amazing team that I'm a part of. Three years ago today, I started working here. I am so thankful for Pete and Sammy, for their leadership, for their friendship. I'm so thankful for the team that I'm a part of. I'm so thankful for each one of you, those I know well and those uh, I'm still looking forward to getting to know. I'm so thankful that I get to be a part of us. Thank you, God. Thank you for maybe your work team. Maybe there's someone who's a particular challenge. Lord, thank you that the challenge is today that I've got to try and love him anyway. Jazz's talk the other day, Lord, thank you that I get to mine for gold in that person because all I'm seeing is soot right now. But thank you. And then at the end of the day, what I do is I just take a few minutes just to stop again and just think, what, what, what went well today? And Lord, thank you for that unexpected meeting. Thank you, that I, thank you for that coffee that I had with someone. The little things, thank you. And it's when we do that that we begin to make the most of today. We start well, then we're thankful. It's difficult to be thankful if you're not still at some point. Because otherwise it just rushes past. It's like, like my wife on her bike. She's gone. Thirdly, be present. I couldn't think of an I couldn't work out an emoji, so it's a present, obviously. That's the so arguably the best way to be present is to be still. The greatest gift that you can give somebody uh, any day is to be present with them. You have no idea sometimes the impact that a smile has on somebody that you meet. How when you listen, it helps them feel loved. You have no idea when you're vulnerable how much courage that gives somebody else. So be present. When we're present with people, we offer them the best version of ourselves. And when that happens, it's a bit like a sun uh, on a flower. They begin to open up and they, become to become, they begin to become the better version of themselves. Because we're present with them. I have this friend and he, he is just incredible at being present. He's just amazing. Like when you're with him, you feel like you're the most important person. You're the cleverest person. You feel like uh, you're, you, know, you are the sole focus of his attention in that moment. That's an amazing thing to have. To, that's a, an incredible gift to be able to give. And what it requires is rather than giving answers, asking questions, helping people to 
work things out themselves, listening, giving them your eye contact. So simple stuff, but it's so easy to be distracted. I met with someone recently, a lovely guy, and he had a, an Apple Watch. And I've got nothing against Apple Watches at all. I'm sure they're great. Um, but uh, I could see every time he got a message because it kept flashing up on his watch. And he sort of kept doing that, you know, sort of, Then he kept doing that, because you can stop. It was so, I just felt like, what, what I, what, the unredeemed part of me wanted to, wanted to say to him, when you finish with your watch, I'm ready. But we can do, it's so easy to do that. That's why um, I don't like, have a watch that can do that, but I turned it all off. Because when I'm with someone, I want to be with somebody. I, wanna, they, I want them to have my full attention. And so, it's, uh, I, I caught, my, a few years ago, just being totally honest, we, um, we when we were working at a, a different church, it, I couldn't work out why, pe- we would invite people around to our houses all the time and they would never invite us back. And I, and I just began to ponder why that might be. And uh, I just talked to a friend, I said, why is it that like, you know, I think you know, we're all right, aren't we? We're nice people, I think we're nice people. They said, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> and, and then I said, well, wh- why, what's going on here? And they said, have you ever watched yourself? And I said, no, because, you know, it's difficult to watch yourself when you're being yourself. And he said, you walk so fast everywhere you walk. You're walking really fast. And when you walk really fast, what you're communicating is I'm really busy and I probably haven't got time and I don't want to inter- and then he said, not only do you do that, but you talk at a million miles an hour. And I'm really trying hard to slow down, to talk slower. Because I hadn't realized, but what that communicates is I'm in a rush. I'm busy. And then the other thing I'd do is I'd be talking to somebody, and, and I, but I'd, I'd see Joel over there. So I'd be talking, and I'd really... And I really wanted to talk to Joel as well. So I'd be like, you know, and, and what I was communicating was, hurry up. Hurry up, you know. And so I'm trying, I'm trying to slow down. You know, I'm not sort of... <laughs> but I am trying to slow down things that I haven't, hadn't even thought about. Because what they communicate, uh, I'm trying to, when I'm with somebody, even if, you know, the queen walked in to stay focused on... The person I'm talking to, I was somewhere where the Queen did walk in. It was really distracting. <laughs> I did say, I'm so sorry, the que- I don't know if you've noticed, but everyone's gone quiet and the Queen's just walked in, which is why everyone is standing up right now. Um, but trying to give that person my full attention, being present with people. I, when I was going through a really um, hard time a few years ago, um, I just went and talked to this, um, this uh, colleague at work. And she was, she has, she was like super high-powered. She had so many people who wanted to talk to her. You know, if she had a phone that was in... If her, she had an Apple Watch, it would have been like... It just would have been pinging the whole time. But I said, could I talk to her? And she, we sat down, and for 45 minutes that she hadn't planned, I had her full attention. 
she was fully present. And I felt so heard and so known and so valued in that moment. And to be honest, it kind of gave me the courage to think about things differently. So who is the person that you can be present with? Who are the people that you need to be present with? I don't know about you, but um, again, just speaking honestly, sometimes I get home and I, you know, had to deal with whatever partial situation. I'm tired. And I don't know how you switch off, but I, my sort of default switch off is this. You know, get my phone out, look at the news. How do my kids feel? When, I, when, they, when they get home and they want to talk about the day. If, I mean, how's the... Why do you ask all these questions? Because <laughs> like, I care. Stop asking questions. You know who my friends are. Why do you want to look at my Snapchat? But if I'm staring at a screen, I am not staring, looking at the person, in, the people in front of me. So my challenge is to put the phone away, put it, you know, whatever it is, it can wait. If it's really important, you know, they'll phone. The home line. <laughs> but only my mum and my mother-in-law have that, so. Put the phone away. Be present with people. Lastly, we make the most of today by being ready. 1 Peter 3.15 says this, Always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks for the, re- for the reason, uh, sorry, who asks to give a reason for the hope you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. Let me read that again. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. Now, note to self. It says, be ready to give people an answer when they ask. When they ask. Um, In in my former days, I wasn't so good at this. Always be ready to give people a reason for the hope that you have, but do it with gentleness. When we talk about when, you know, even when we're praying, we want to see people come to know Jesus. This isn't about scalps for Jesus. It's about taking the kingdom, releasing the kingdom, being the kingdom, opening people's eyes to the kingdom wherever you go. Having the best way to provoke a question is to, by li- is to be living in such a way that it provokes a question. You know, I think it's really important to be ready, and I think it, there's a time, obviously, for like just going for it, Absolutely. I wasn't converted by what my friend said to me. I was converted by the gospel I saw. How many of you today, if you weren't brought up as a Christian, became interested, not because of what someone said, but because of who someone was? Just hands up. Quite a lot. Words are important. Always be be ready. Have your holster ready. Locked and loaded, but do it with gentleness. Be ready. When we talk about always being ready, 
one of the things that someone told me that was really helpful was they said, um, whatever your journey of faith is, whatever your journey to faith is, for those of you who have a faith, if you don't, I'd love to chat to you afterwards. But have a 30 seconds, have, know your testimony and be able to share it in 30 seconds. Know your testimony and be able to share it in one minute. Know your testimony and be able to share it in two minutes. So have three versions of your testimony. When Jesus, when he healed somebody, he says, go and tell people what the Lord has done, what God has done for you. Just tell people what God has done for you. Now, you may have been a Christian your whole life, and you may think that's, you know, it's, it's not very exciting testimony. It's an amazing testimony. Wow. Say, so there's never been a time when I, I didn't know Jesus. I'm so glad. And this is one of the things he's done in my life. So if that's your story, have something up your sleeve, you know, in your holster. One thing that he's done. That's just another just top tip. You, no homework. No one's going to ask you, but it's just a, something that I found helpful. Know your testimony. Know and have a story to share. Then, then it's, it's not this awkward moment when someone says, what's different about you? Or tell me about this hope you have. It just makes it easier. Just be, just be a little bit. It doesn't have to be word for word every time, but just have rehearsed it in your head. Be ready. So the four ways that we can make the most of today. Firstly, be still. Secondly, be thankful. Thirdly, be present. And fourthly, be ready. Why don't we stand together? Father, thank you so much that this is the day that you have made. We want to rejoice and be glad in it. Would you help us to be people who have learned how to be still? Thank you, we've got a prayer week coming up where people can literally sign up for an hour to be with you in the prayer room. Help us to find a time to build a ritual into our lives. Help us to be people who are thankful for the big things and the small things. If we're only thankful for the big things, we'll only be thankful occasionally. If we're thankful for the small things, we will be thankful all the time. Thank you that gratitude is the gateway to joy. Help us to be present with people to give them our best. Just as you gave your best, you were so present with people. You are so present with people. Help us to reflect you. And Father, help us to be ready. Help us always to be ready to give a reason for the hope that we have. Help us to do this with gentleness. Give us courage Help us to seize that opportunity when it comes. In Jesus' name, amen.